What's up, everybody? Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back again with another episode. And in this episode, I sit down and chat with my boy, Andrew Jones, formerly frontman of Narwolf, one of the rowdiest bands that I've ever been witness to here in the local scene in the ATX. And he has started this new blog called Slay the Scene Texas. And here, I'll just read a little excerpt from the website. As creatures of habit and emotion, we often revisit times, places, feelings, and life events through music. Whether it's the feelings of your first crush or your first heartbreak, maybe even to sadness and anger you felt when your parents got a divorce or the first time you decided to stand up for an injustice in the world. Music is there connecting us to those things that make us human. This blog is here to do just that, celebrate the humanity of these very particular arranged vibrations that we call music. I hope that you can connect with us on a human level to continue to grow the support for the scenes we know and love. Let's slay the day. And man, I got to admit, I really love this idea of just putting pen to paper and instead of bringing it to the forefront as a song or a music video, he's bringing written word in a blog form. And I know that there's a million blogs out there that you could probably subscribe to, but this is going to the heart of what we here at the podcast support in supporting your local scene, specifically your local metal scene. I had such a great time talking to him. This interview is a little rowdy because his children were in the background. And as we all know, if you've got kids and you're trying to do something important, they always tend to come around and mix it up a little bit. But we had a great time. Uh, we made it through and we talked about everything from how the scene is going today. And But one of the things that he primarily wanted to kind of jump on first was the pre and post COVID scene, what you did before, what you're doing now. And I can attest to the sheer determination of artists and musicians just pushing through and recreating, reinventing, and just making some of the coolest music that I've ever experienced. And if you're listening to this, I know that you've probably got a couple of those songs that have come out of the COVID world that just are absolute bangers. Some of them that are just raw and visceral and just to the point of something that we've never experienced before. So stick around, hang out. And I really hope you guys enjoy the show as I really enjoyed talking to Andy. And as always, thank you very much. Come and take it live. Come and take it productions for sponsoring this humble podcast along with bumperactive.com. If you're in the need of some merch, if you're in a band, you hit up bumperactive.com, let them know that the podcast sent you and see what they can work out for you. They can do everything from mugs to shirts to hats. I mean, you name it, they got it for you. Uh, they have a brick and mortar off of Burnett road. And also you can hit them up on bumperactive.com. And if you're going to a show, check out comeandtakeit.com or comeandtakeitlive.com or comeandtakeitproductions.com. Check out the event calendar and see what shows pique your interest. And if you see a local band opening up or if you catch wind that a band is, lo is local and they're opening up for a show, buy the tickets from them. That money goes directly back into their pockets and it helps them get on bigger and bigger bills. 
And also, if you want to promote your show, if you are a venue or a band or just an artist that is just trying to get your music out there, hit up Texas Metal United. Let Robert know that I sent you. We're trying to get big and loud on the promotion megaphone and get these shows the rightful airtime that they deserve. So, without further ado, here is Slay the Scene. Bingo. That must be like the... Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Now we're on track. Technical difficulties, okay, cool. children, life. <laughs> life. So, life happens. So you had a kid, you moved to Dallas, got out of the scene for a little bit, had to do some big boy stuff. Mm-hmm. What's your... Uh, yeah. How, how you been, man? How's how's the um, Dallas life compared to Austin? Um, I was... Uh, well, obviously I was single more often than not in Austin I wasn't married right you know in Dallas I'm very much married but it's <laughs> I mean it's I'm sorry that just that came across really like in Austin you know I was kind of like not married but you know in Dallas like I'm definitely married. <laughs> <laughs> like a ge- like a geographical uh, what was it uh oh god what was that song ludicrous uh the area code oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about yeah yeah <laughs> no no just uh well i mean we were together for a little bit while i was in austin right. she moved there and then she found out or we found out she was pregnant and moved here um so yeah it was definitely more like i'm a family man here as compared to i wouldn't say like a bachelor or anything like that. No, you were just the rambunctiously, rambunctiously handsome lead singer of a party rock metal band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. I don't know about the handsome part. But, um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's good. I mean, it's not, it's different. And yeah, there's some like, I wish I was still doing it, but you know, it is what it is type of thing. Right. Where, you know, I have a family now. I'm not just going to say, well, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, <laughs> hey, you can't just really just, you can't just really wake up and be like, oh, I'm not going to do that today. Like, it's not, it's not the yeah. dishes. It's definitely. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a chore no. that I can just decide not to do. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, and it's, you know, it's life now, so it's it's not so new. You know, we have Georgia now too. Um, so being with the kids and doing the whole family and home thing, it's you know, it's normal now. So it's I mean, it's good. Um, we uh in October we uh we found a house about an hour outside of the DFW in a little uh town called Gun Barrel City. Okay. And uh, we moved out here, um, found a found a place with like a good yard for the kids and stuff. Right. Um, 
So we came out here and I mean, it's, it's cool. There's a big giant lake that we, uh, we hit up every once in a while. Cedar Creek Lake. Pretty cool. Um, there's some breweries and, you know, fun stuff to do. So it's not like completely, you know, boring and dead <laughs> and all that good stuff. But yeah, it's definitely a change. I'm trying to, uh, definitely get back into the scene. Um, in a way, you know, music is definitely harder to pursue as far as playing it right now. But, you know, I want to, I've always loved writing. So I want, I'm trying to start a blog, trying to, um, it's, it's a lot more difficult than I thought it would be. Um, just because of, I mean, you just need information from people and sometimes people don't want to. <laughs> Don't want to, yeah, don't want to give it up. Yeah, don't want to respond or, you know, I don't know. It's just. No, I've gone. People aren't as responsive as I thought they would be. I've definitely gone through the woes of being a local supporter of the music scene, obviously catered to metal and rock and heavy metal. And, you know, that's a niche market as as mm-hmm. as large as it is and as popular as it is i mean it's not you know it's not getting the same airplay that the top 40 you're getting you know like for sure for we're sure we're not getting recognized at the grammys at the rate that we should be um <laughs> like the collective sure. the collective sure. we not me not podcasters but um the scene as a whole because there is just so much gosh darn beautiful music being made by you know the heavy rock and the metal and the death core and the and the hardcore and the shoegaze and the, i mean it's just it's mind yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's mind blowing so to to your point like trying to get information about you know the current uh you know for lack of better words state of the scene it it is right, right. It, it is like pulling teeth sometimes. And that's why I really like to continue down this road of podcasting is because a, I get to learn about, you know, new bands. Like I just finished up Mm -hmm. a interview with a band called audience of rain from my hometown in Akron, Ohio. I had no clue. Yeah. I had no clue. And then, you know, just through a couple different connections, we made it happen. And now we've got an hour's worth of, you know, new material. And, you know, I, you know, when I went up to Ohio, I was never, you know, I was young, like five to 15. So I wasn't, I wasn't into music the way that I am now, but the way that they portrayed the music scene currently is, is kind of eye opening. So I guess that's what you're, I guess that's, that's what you're trying to do. Now, are you going to focus on primarily Texas or are you going to like start small, then expand? I guess, give me the rundown. So right now what I want to do is, uh, the DFW, Austin, and San Antonio, and that's it at the moment. Um, just because, I mean, yeah, it is a small niche type thing, but, you know, I want to cover kind of anything involving like guitar driven music, like, you know, anything from deathcore to hardcore to metal to, you know, emo, right. uh, post-hardcore, pop punk, you know, any, all of that stuff. Um, cause all that stuff I love. Um, and I want to, 
help in any way I can kind of promote people's stuff and promote the bands. What's up, everybody? Ryan here with a quick interjection. There was a moment here where Andy's son Liam stage dove into his sister's crib, so I had to take out a decent chunk because all you would have heard is just this kid crying, but also you would have heard Andy consoling his son, which was by far something I've had to do with my kids. And if any of you out there have kids that have ever interrupted you during an interview or just anything that you've been doing during making content, uh, we've all been there. So, uh, I had to skip forward a little bit to where we were talking about the dumb stuff that we did when we were young. So, uh, back to, back to the show. I mean, dude, think about the countless things that we did. I mean, I'm, I'm 39. What are you, how are you? 38. Yeah. So we're same age. I mean, think about the things that we did back at their age, like how absolutely ridiculous it was. (laughs) Oh, I know. I remember, I mean, I remember jumping across, couches and like running on couches when I was little. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember breaking a lamp and having to go like in my mom's room because she was still asleep and like having to tell her and being <laughs> like just so scared. <laughs> just so terrified. I'm like, oh man, oh man, what's gonna happen? You're like you know, today I'm is the day trouble. Today is yeah, the day I die. Yeah, yeah exactly. Man, one of the wildest things that I did as a kid, I th- I was young teens, I'll say, well, maybe not young teens, maybe like 10 to 12 in that ballpark. And I was raised in the country of North Carolina and we had guns and, you know, just country living. And my dad was teaching me how to like hunt squirrels. And I had this like, I know it was a 22. And he said, listen, son, if you ever cock the hammer and you need to like uncock the hammer, Hold the hammer, pull the trigger, and slowly release. That's the only way you can get that thing back to normal. And I had went out one day, and I come back inside, and I'm putting it up in the gun cabinet, and I realize, like, oh crap, how did this thing get cocked? Like, I really, to this day, I like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I did it just trying to go through the motions of what my dad taught me. But uh, when I held the hammer and pulled the trigger, it slipped and fired around inside the house and it went through the entertainment center hit the sliding glass door (laughs) wood panel made a left and like ended up in this like a shelf type thing but at the exact same time my mom was walking in the back door and just heard bang Ryan rail. What the fuck was that? Oh my, I mean, she (laughs) lost. I mean, and I was, I think I was like 11 or 12. I was scared shitless. I just, I had no idea what I just did. And, and yeah, that was, that was one of the, I guess, highlights of being dumb when I was young, especially handling a weapon. But, uh, right. Oh man. I was, but I was terrified because I broke a lamp, so I was afraid of, that my mom would get mad at me and I'd be in big, big trouble. That's what I was afraid of. Yeah, that's exactly what I was like. And then the lamp fell up. I was mom's room. 
all in the living room in the house I was living at at the time. Yeah. Andy's currently having a, a chat glass. with Liam about the broken lamp situation. It was a big glass lamp, so yeah, it went everywhere. <laughs> so, we were, we were like, you were like, so scared. Yeah, we're all we're all scared of moms, as uh-huh. one, as one should be. But ah, <laughs> uh, man, good times, good times. I know, so, I know. So you got out of music for a little bit, got the family man tag, and now you're trying to get back into it for writing what you described to me as a blog, as as so titled the state of the scene, like what's happening in the local area kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, like I said, I, I want to kind of cover DFW Austin and San Antonio, kind of a, a big spread of different genres. And like, I, like you said, you know, it's a niche, but like encompassing all of that, it's <laughs> quite a bit, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Right. Um, Especially like all those cities being known for like having heavier music, you know, people that play it, people that come enjoy it and all that good stuff. Um, but it, you know, it'll be different little things. Um, it's not just going to be like, you know, random album reviews or, you know, uh, like I might cover a band, like a like a actual band, but it'll be more like kind of topics out of the way. <laughs> uh, like my first blog that I want to write is uh, the post COVID scene. Yep. Like how the scene is after COVID. I knew how it was in like during COVID and the lockdown and quarantine and everything like everybody was not doing anything except for what they could at home but i want to know because i'm far out as far as like seeing what people do now so i want to know you know the difference between before covid and after covid like if there was a jump if there was like right after Shows were able to play if like a bunch of people came out because they missed it. Um, if it has petered off since then, I want to, you know, kind of talk about the the bands and the venues that no longer exist because of it. Oh man! Um, just because it's like, you know, I've played quite a few venues and no. it's crazy thinking like some of those don't exist anymore because of COVID as well as like bands, like so many bands I've played with and, you know, I've tried looking them up or whatever and they just, they're not doing anything anymore because of it. Yeah. I know. So crazy. I know that when I did the locked in the closet series, that was more me trying to escape the actual reality of what was right. the current situation. You know, we, we couldn't go to shows. Um, I mean, the, 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 the country, you know, was, and is still split on, you know, certain aspects of all that. And, right, right. you know, it's, you know, I tried to explain to my daughter, like we've as a generation, hers and mine, and maybe even my parents, Gen X, um, 
never really saw anything like that. Like the craziest one that I kind of looked up on was polio and that was in the fifties. And right, right. that was like, Hey, everyone, all the kids need to get vaccinated because it is affecting, you know, this, that, and the other. And there was like a 90% vaccination rate throughout the fifties. But then again, in the fifties, there was this, there was this other mentality that doing something as an individual was actually for the greater good as a nation. Whereas I think right. today the doing something as an individual, it almost, it almost stops there. It's like, what's good for me <laughs> yeah. and mine is good enough. And I don't care about everything else. Now, again, this is just, this is my perception. Um, and I've even, right, right, right. I've even had this chat with my, with my dad, you know, he's a, he's a, I'm not saying he's like an old school conservative. That's more my mom's dad. Um, okay. But you know, when you live in the, when you live in the rural areas of, you know, insert state here, the, right. the day to day doesn't really seem like too much is going on because right, right. It, it's just rural USA. But then when you get into the mm -hmm. burbs and then you get into the cities, that's when you really start to see something like a virus or, or something to that effect, you kind of, kind of ruin a right. lot of stuff. So, right. I actually, as a, as a, I guess, as a part of my, uh, what's the word? Not individualism, but I, as a person was like, you know what, I'm going to go and sign up for the Moderna trials. And if that's what helps everybody get back to normal faster, then at least I could, you know, play a part in that. And right, right. so I did that for two years. I was one of the first people on the planet to get, to get vaccinated. Um, okay. and I, to this day, according to the research facility and the VA, like I've, I've never had COVID now, whether that's, nice. whether that's, I just kept my circle small and followed guidelines, or I was just one uh -huh. of the lucky, you know, 300 plus million in the country that just never was around it. So, right. But right. I, I did get to see the collapse of some really, really staple venues. The biggest one for us is obviously dirty dog. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and that was more of a rent. That was more of a money issue versus. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, actually had a little interview with, uh, Anthony Stevenson from come and take it. And, he kind of explained all that to me, how it was more of like, you know, people moving in and, you know, buying up all the places and then jacking up the rent. Yep. And, you know, it's, COVID was just a needle in the coffin or a nail in the coffin for, yeah, it, it, for that place. It, it did a lot of damage because it was almost like the way that I looked at it was in terms of commercial real estate taking a dive. It was kind of relatable to the 2008 housing crisis where, mm -hmm. you know, all the realtors and brokerages and Wall Street was like, oh, my God, interest rates are great. Come buy this house, blah, blah, blah. And then it just got oversaturated. And then, you know, they were breaking all kinds of regulations and just basically not right. giving a shit. And then it tanked the market. Like... I bought my first house in Georgetown, Texas for $135,000. It was a 3,000 wow. square foot, four bed with a play area upstairs. I mean, it was a nice, 
it was a nice starter home. Wow. And <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, yeah. now it's worth over 500,000 in, yeah. I mean, a decade plus, but you know, it, it just goes to show that, you know, what, what does happen nationally will definitely affect you in your hometown. And, mm-hmm. you know, when COVID hit and everybody got told to stay home, it's like all of these businesses that rely on people coming out of their house. Um, right. It, it, it was really, it was really this, like this mindset shift because, okay, for example, uh, gas stations, um, grocery stores, obviously, you know, EMS, firefighters, hospitals, you know, those are all considered essential. But if you really kind of peel back the layers of that onion, I think that, you know, live music is as essential, (laughs) is as essential to your, maybe your mental and social health as it is going to the grocery store and getting the foods that you need for your physical health. Um, Right, right. You know, there's people that, yeah, there's people that can pick that apart 97 different ways, but. For sure. And I mean, you know, we are social, social creatures, human beings, you know, we, we need that. And, you know, I understand that if there's a virus and a bunch of people getting together will spread that virus, you know, I understand that. But yeah, at the same time, it's like, you know, we are social, social creatures. So something like that. It's definitely like it's not not essential. <laughs> um, I'll say that. Right. Um, there's definitely something to it, you know. Like we don't. I don't know. Just sitting in our house, like for some people, you know, that's fine. But for a lot of people, it's like, okay, I need to get out, and <laughs> see, see somebody else's face. Yeah, I need to, you know. I don't know, drink a beer or smoke a cigarette or something in the company of somebody else. Just have a conversation in real time. I mean, like me and you right now, I mean, obviously we're having this conversation, you know, in real time, but in different places. But ever since, I mean, honestly, ever since then, I have just now started to get back to in-person interviews because... Okay. We used to host them at um, Chris's house, his loft. I think you guys came there once. I right? remember. Yeah. 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 So that is no more. I mean, that was my, my, our studio. And mm-hmm. whenever the lockdown happened, Chris was like, hey, man, I don't want people coming over. Even though it was one, it would probably have been one of the most controlled situations. It, me, him, and then whoever we chose to come in that house. But at the right. same time, you always had that kind of, in the back of your mind, like, man, you know, do I really, did they do really, really? But, (laughs) um, but yeah, Yeah. I, I, you know, I, uh, effectively I lost the studio and then I lost him as a co-host. He was just kind of, you know, he'd kind of run his, run his course. And he was like, Hey man, I'm done with the podcast. You know, here, here, it's all yours. And I've just kind of continued and just kind of been fumbling my way through it. And that's how the locked in the closet series started. That was my first, my first iteration of doing anything music related on my own. I always had someone, I always had someone to do the audio editing for me. We had somebody to do the video editing, the Mm pre-pro, the post-production, but now 
just through trial and error and the passion of wanting to get to know, you know, what's going on with bands and music, you know, today, like I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've really come a long way in terms of being self-sustaining and, uh, I guess to the point of maybe, maybe one of the questions that, that you might have lingering is that a lot of, not a lot, a- almost every band that I've talked to have move, move the needle on their self-sufficiency because yeah, 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 just like, just like with, you know, logistics in America, it's like, you know, we rely on India for this and Mexico for this and, you know, all these other nations. And then all of a sudden when the train stops, you know, going down the track, it's like, well, <laughs> damn, like, yeah. how did we not see this? And I think what, what COVID did for the music scene is it really, again, this is just from my perspective. It really showed the artist what they were, what they were always capable of. And instead of shopping it out, and yeah, you know this, yeah. that, and the other. They were like, you know what? Let's let's try this ourselves. Let's let's do it here in the bedroom. We got all the gear, you know. Let's try it. And right, right, right. I, I know before COVID, file sharing has you know it's always been a thing as long as there's been a Dropbox or a Google Drive. But right, it really it really allowed artists to experiment. Uh, tr- mm-hmm. try new things, try new things with different sounds, try new things with different mm-hmm. uh, uh, guest features. And mm-hmm. the the day of, because like back when you guys were jamming pre-COVID and I guess the whole metal scene in Austin, I mean, there was street teams handing out demos, uh, you know, flyer parties, DIY parties, house parties. And then that yeah. hit and it was like... <laughs> none of that anymore (laughs) and so now um actually the when i was talking to audience of rain you know we were kind of talking about this underground diy house show stuff like it's happening right right it's it's happening you just got to find it you know right right and uh you know there for a while narwhal i think they we we did like four or five house shows oh y'all y'all were one of the staples of house parties yeah, and uh, like those shows, you know, I've played quite a few places, and to be honest, those shows were like the funnest shows I've ever played. Oh yeah, like uh, there's something about a house show. I don't know. It's just I don't know if it's a bunch of dudes you don't have to worry about. I don't know, getting in trouble from a venue or what. But <laughs> you're like you're like you know, oh, you Joe, just, Joe's fine. Don't worry about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. I, I've been, I've gotten told to like get down off the stuff, you know, at at venues before. Um, but you know, at a, at a house show, it's very intimate. Like everybody's into it. The energy is like always great, but yeah. And uh, you know, now or during COVID, it's like, man, you know, that's (laughs) a breeding ground, you know? Um, (laughs) yeah. And like now, like I want to, that's another thing I want to kind of get into is like, you know, the DIY little venues and the house parties, the house shows. Like, I want to know, you know, how that is. Um, like I would, man, it'd be so fun to like, just have like a ongoing house show, like 
somewhere, <laughs> you know, like oh, yeah. every month, like somebody's throwing it or whatever. Um, but, uh, going back to like the file sharing, you know, thing or whatever, I remember like a little bit after I left and they got, Narwolf got the, uh, new vocalist. They asked me to come back. Well, I was talking to the drummer. He's like, Hey, you know, Ben wants to move to bass and, uh, you know, just come back on vocals. He's like, okay. You know, we recorded two songs, you know, all separate. Like I recorded vocals in my closet at that, where I lived at the time. And, uh, they, I think they, I think they recorded everything else at their apartment in Austin. And I mean, it sounded great. Everything sounded wonderful. It was, I mean, it, we, we gave it to, uh, an outside guy to mix it and everything, but like it sounded great. So, I mean, like I understand like firsthand, like you don't need to go out and honestly spend a bunch of money, uh, in a studio to get all this stuff tracked. You can just do it literally in your closet. Yeah. And as long as you have somebody that can mix and master it and make it sound, you know, and know what they're doing, you know, it's going to, going to be great. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm proof positive that you can, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like for me in the podcast, uh, realm, Mm -hmm. the, the amount of, I've been trying to relate this to the music scene and how the rise, the rise of the podcast era. Uh, cause when we started this, I'm in my eighth year going on nine. And I remember asking Chris when he was like, you want to do a podcast about the metal lo local metal scene? I was like, what's a podcast? This is, this is late 2014. <laughs> right. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. really hard to put that mentality then into today's terms because podcasts are just so they're so quintessential like they like everyone has a podcast i mean mm -hmm. it, but to that to that tune there i really like the fact that there's a crap ton of podcasts out there it's just like music I, right. maybe maybe that's the correlation is that obviously not all music is for everybody that you know well i like this right. little sliver here um mm -hmm. But, but yeah, just going through the, the trials and errors of getting this thing really dialed in and then being able to, <laughs> and then being a, gosh, she's, yeah, it reminds me when my kid was three or four, just the, the, the loudest little girl ever. Yeah. Sorry. Dude, just the incessant ranting and dad, but, but no, just trying to, <laughs> trying to produce the best quality content for not only the people that do, you know, listen to this, but the people that are my guests, such as yourself and all the mm -hmm. other band members. Mm -hmm. So like, I've really kind of fine tuned it. And, you know, now instead of just accepting anybody and everybody that wants to talk to me or that I want to talk to now, I have like almost like rules. It's like, well, you know, it, these are the expectations because I want the product to be this good. And, coming at them direct mm -hmm. like that all of them are like okay we'll get a microphone we'll get headphones we'll be in a quiet space we'll do this we'll do that 
And it really, it mm-hmm. really, it's really cool just to see that they're willing to go through those extra steps just to see that, you know, the, the pre-production side is as good as possible because I mean, you know, you know how it is. You'll, you'll lay down a track and you'll be like, man, that felt great. And then you listen to it and you're like, Oh, I need to clean that <laughs> section up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was, uh, just, just file 13, that one, just let's start over. <laughs> right. But, um, I won't keep you much longer, but what's uh what's no, one of good. the what's one of the core questions or thought processes that you're trying to work out in this whole thing? As far as just what like what you're what you're looking for from those that you're gonna interview. Um as far as uh like my first blog, I'm just just kind of questions about like right as the quarantine ended like and you started playing shows again like was it like maxed out was it standing room only or you know whatever they say um like was it like did it peak really big and like now is it is it has it leveled off or is it still kind of kind of got the energy and then just kind of like what they did to survive during COVID. Oh, okay. And like the, compare like the before and the after of like, you know, you were, you were doing this before COVID, you know, and then it hit and then it, you know, it's slowly getting back to normal. Like how, how have, has your, your work ethic changed? Has it, you know, obviously you're probably working a little harder because you know that that work is going to pay off. <laughs> Sorry. My, <laughs> you're fine. My son has taken his clothes completely off and he's running around hey. butt-ass naked. Sounds like a Narwhal um, party. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, just kind of scratching that itch just trying to figure out like how has the scene changed okay. um, from before and after and like and, and kind of getting people's opinions on like the bands and venues that, you know, or no longer around anymore. But, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't want it to be like a novel or anything. Just kind of no, just like a brief overview. Touching the bases. Yeah, before ver- before versus now, and yeah, like I can I can say that as a part of my trial with Moderna, they more or less, you know, in quotation slash read between the lines, were basically like go live your life the way that it's always been, you know, you know, obviously don't break any Mm -hmm. major laws or rules, but just live your life. Because if we're giving you a vaccine to see if it works, we need you to interact with people. We need you to be a part of society. And I said, well, I'm a mechanic. Um, you know, I go to concerts a lot. I run a podcast. I talk to a lot of people in person and they mm-hmm. were just like, they were like, check, 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 check. Okay, cool. Now, at that point in time, they didn't know that I was actually getting the vaccine because it was a double blind. So even the doctor giving it to me, he was like, I have no clue what this is. Could be sugar water. Could be something, <laughs> you know, could be something radioactive. I have no yeah. idea. And, you know, and I, I took that risk, you know, I'd be, but, but it was right. just, it was the thing that I was like, besides these podcasts and talking to people in my closet, what else can I do? I, I guess I've just always been a, uh, a big proponent of, of, you know, it takes a village type mentality. 
And okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know that watching everything get shut down, everybody was itching. They were like, oh, I can't believe this show got canceled because it was, I know here locally, it was the week of South by Southwest. And there was this big yeah. show with like Chernobyl and Dogma and I think Fire from the God. I can't remember, but uh, Snake Father was in on it. But that show got shut down okay. because South by was like, mm. we're, we're pulling, like everything's done. Yeah. And yeah. that's when like the sadness really set in, but also frustration and probably anger. Um, right, but, right. But we, I mean, obviously we got through it. And then towards the end of the year, once the vaccine started showing promise and they were going to roll them out, you know, all the venues were kind of, kind of on eggshells. They're like, well, like, how do we do this the right way, but, you know, be responsible. So, you know, face masks and hand sanitizer and, you know, all this other, you know, checkbox right. stuff. And, you know, and you know, as well as I do and, and everybody listening that metal shows aren't, it they're not a separated type deal. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. your shoulder to shoulders yeah. sharing sweat and getting beer mm -hmm. tossed on you. I mean, depending on the show. Mm -hmm. um, right, right, right. But, you know, I really think that, you know, like you said earlier, like we, like we are social creatures. I was actually my niece, uh, I'm fostering her and she made the comment to my daughter, like, Something about, you know, I can't believe that you still sleep with your parents. Now, not that she spends the entire night with her and I, my, and my daughter's 10 and, but mm -hmm. you know, we'll put her to bed and she'll wake up in the middle of the night and just come in there in our room. And Oh, when I wake up there, she right, is like, right, holy right. shit. But, um, you know, I told her, I said, I said, was that, were you trying to like make fun of your cousin? Like, I don't quite understand like why you would say something like, I'm gonna go tell all your friends that you sleep with your parents. I like, but then again, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, she comes, she comes from a broken home and, and, you know, hence why she's with us and we're trying to give her a better mm -hmm. shot at life. But, you know, I tried to explain to her, like, I was like, you see all these nature shows that we watch, how all of the cubs and everybody kind of sleep together in a unit. Like that's like, that's totally normal, you know? So try to explain yeah, to her yeah. what normal family life looks like, you know, that kind of expands to what normal social life looks like. And, Everybody right, getting in the middle right. of the pit and mixing it up during a solid breakdown, like that's that's just as as inviting as cuddling with your family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the. I mean, <laughs> I guarantee it stimulates the same chemicals in your body, same hormones in your body. Yeah, like, you get that dopamine uh, hit, dopamine, serotonin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. There, there's just something about. Like, for example, I just went and saw Unearth for the first time in my life. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been following them since, I think, uh, 2006 or 2008, somewhere in that time frame. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And they were coming through with Bleeding Through, and I just, I told my wife, I was like, there's no way I'm fucking missing this. I saw Bleeding Through once when I was, like, early 20s, I think, in Kentucky on, like, the Family Values mm -hmm. Tour or some shit. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's it. But then I was like, oh. Oh, unearth is coming. Yeah. You're ba <laughs> babysitters off work, everything it's happening. I'm going and dude, going. the, the dude, it was packed front to back. Everybody's singing back at the, at, at the band. Same, same for bleeding through. And the two bands that mm -hmm. opened up, it was uh, virtue and death of a dream. 
I mean, just the okay. en- the energy was just there, and I was just, I mean, kid in a candy store. I'm up there just screaming my <laughs> lungs out and just having a great time. So, it, it right. to to I guess go to towards more like what you're trying to get into here locally. Not only has it been back for quite some time, but it's it's still getting better. It's like every show that I've gone to, of course, I, I have to be a little more selective because of kids and, and, and work schedule. But every For show sure. I go to, it's just like, just like, man, look at all these people out here fucking partying and having a great time. And, you know, it's almost it's almost like not saying COVID didn't happen, but that's more of just an afterthought. It's just right. Hey, right. You know, I just I need to live my life. And I heard this. um I don't know if it was like NPR or something I read on some social, but it's like people that pay for experiences versus material things actually have happier and longer lives. Now, don't quote me on that, but it definitely makes sense. You know? Yeah. I've I've heard somebody say, don't pay for uh, things, pay for experiences. Yeah. Um, and like I'm, I'm a believer in that. Like you definitely need like your essentials, like your needs. Oh Liam. man! <laughs> um, <laughs> what else did he hurt? <laughs> well, he's chasing his sister. Ah, huh. uh, and he's still naked. So yeah. Oh, even even <laughs> why she ran away. <laughs> um, but yeah, experiences are definitely. I mean, they last longer, in my opinion. Yeah, even though I mean, even though I could reach over here and grab, you know, any material thing that I purchased or that was given to me, I still have a connection to all of the shows that I've ever been to. They may not be as as crystal clear as picking up a CD or a vinyl, but at least I know somewhere deep in my subconscious there was a moment in time where I experienced something once and that was it. Like there will be no mm-hmm. other that time. Um, I may, I may go see that band again in months or years down the road, but it will never be as it was at that time. So whether I paid $20 to get in with a $50 bar tab or, you know, I got comped entry and drank before, you know, whatever, like it, that show will still live, you know, as it was at that time and nothing can change that. So I I think I think yeah. it's great that you're that you're trying to, you know, dig up all of this information to see, you know, the before and after and the current and and you know, if you ever need any help, man, just let me know. Like I'll I'll try to connect you with bands uh so you can have a chat with them or you know, vice versa. Yeah. If you want to have a chat with a specific yeah. band, just just holler at me, dude. Yeah, I've I've hit up a few just on like Instagram and you know, like I said some of them are like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. But a lot of them just don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to, you got to, right. yeah, you got to find those bands that are hungry. And, and this is, these are bands that I've played with before. Like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, it's Andy <laughs> it's, from Old Narwhal. Like, do you? Like, uh, do you remember me? Like, <laughs> it's, and it's not like a one-off either. It's like I've played with your band like several times. But, you know, whatever. I'm not upset about it, you know, whatever. But yeah, yeah, that that would definitely be helpful. Um, just because I want, I also want to get like, 
you know, like I said, I want to cover a few different genres. Like I want to find a few outside of the, like metal and hardcore. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not as, I don't know as many people in that, I guess, scene or world or whatever that I do in the heavier stuff. Right. Um, so it's a little, a little harder, but you know, I'll, I'll get in there. I'll, I'll break through. <laughs> I find myself grasping um, for straws sometimes because it's like, after doing this for years and years and years, and then you see this other band just come out of nowhere. It's like, where, 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 where have you been? It's like, no, Ryan, where have you been? We've been here, <laughs> you know, but, but I always yeah, tell yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I've told anytime I'm at, you know, come and take it or anywhere downtown and I bump into, you know, members or bands or people notice me and they come and talk to me. I'm always forthcoming. Like the only way people are going to know about your shit is if you put forth the effort to get your stuff out. My platform is here, right. has always been here, and will be here for as long as you know I continue to do this. But mm-hmm. like, I'm always down to spread the word. Now, does your music, you know, hit all the notes? Uh, depends. Really depends because I've because uh, <laughs> I've 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 had some stuff show up in my inbox. That I'm just like, man, someone put their name on this. Like, woo. But then again, you know, music music is subjective, so it just didn't hit all That's, the yeah. all the notes for me. But but yeah, man, I'll, yeah, I'll, I hear you. I'll, I hear you. I'll help you. I'll help you get the word out there. Obviously, this episode will help, and 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 you know, to all the sure, handful sure. of people that give a shit. Um, but yeah, I'll, uh, whenever right. whenever you're ready to launch, man, just let me know and. And we'll we'll pro- promote push. We'll do all the social stuff. And dude, your stop graphics are amazing. By the way, do you do all thank that? You, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all me. I'm have to hot. I'm have to hire you for a for a podcast intro or something. Uh, yeah, I mean it's that's some that's another thing I want to do is just like little little stop motion uh, graphics or promo or whatever you call it. Um, I mean, they're on my Instagram. Um, oh yeah. What is your, what, yeah. What is your, what is your, give me all the ads so that way people can know where to get a hold of you or follow you. So my, uh, website, it's, it's one of those where it's like a, you know, whatever at Wix, blah, blah, blah sites, you know, oh, sure. Okay. So, um, if you just hit me up on Instagram, you know, you can get to it from there because I don't have the domain name yet because that costs money. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the name of the blog is just Slay Your Scene Texas or Slay The Scene Texas. Gotcha. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure the Instagram is sts.tx. Um, something like that. Um, yeah. My daughter's yelling at the cat. Kids. <laughs> I know, but yeah, 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 yeah. All my stuff's on there so far. Like I don't have too much right now, but I'm gonna. That's gonna slowly build. Oh yeah, you'll get there. Um, yeah, but yeah, like I said, I want to do those little stop motion graphics for bands, and I'll do it for venues or shows, even. Like I, it's whatever. Um, I've hit up a few bands, and I'm like, you know, I'll do those I'll, if you help me out. Well, they're the ones that have already helped me out. Right. And I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do one free for you. You know, um, I know design said, yeah, sure. We'll send you some stuff. So mm, designs. That's cool. Such a tasty bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, I miss those guys. I miss everybody to be honest. 
there's there's still there's still shit whipping down here, man. They're still they're still throwing yeah. shows. They're still they're still tearing it up. Um, who? God, man. Uh, I know that uh, um, Texas Metal Collective is still doing their thing at Indie Brewing and getting all of the kind of underground hardcore, you know, heavy stuff. Just good. Just still moving and and you know James James Gonzalez Texas Metal Collective. Yeah. Him up. Yeah. He's uh he's a buddy of mine for sure. Yeah, but we're we're still we're still here, man. We're still we're still grinding it out. We're still trying to put together some really rad shows. Like I have my annual showcase at the end of December, and I've got some really talented locals that have signed up for that. It's cool. just it's 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 healthy. It's it's still surviving, thriving. People are still coming Good. out. People are paying, you know, buying the merch and you know supporting their local bar, you know, tipping their Good. local bartender. <laughs> so. <laughs> But, but I but I like to hear, man. And uh, you know, maybe one day I'll figure out how to throw a little showcase together and do a little something something. Yeah, dude. I mean if yeah, I mean, especially if you're gonna cover if you're gonna cover down here and you kinda, you know, start getting some traction, just dude, let me know. We'll tag team it. Come and take it. It's like, hey man, anytime you want to throw a show, just find a date on a on the calendar and as long as it works, like <laughs> I got burned. <laughs> I got so burned. <laughs> God damn. I'll, I'll I'll say this and and then and then we'll close out. Uh, so I th- okay. so I throw my annual showcase once a year, right? Like I've got all these flyers, right, right. all the success. And I was like, you know what? Let me let me do a weekend run. Let me try a weekend run. That's got to be easy, right? Friday, right. Saturday, Sunday, Houston, Austin, San Antonio. Well, turns out San Antonio is not the place to be on Sundays if you are a local or even six local bands. You got to have like a big name, right? They, they there's <laughs> there's places that are even shut down on Sundays, like un, oh, wow. un, unless there is a big enough tour package coming through to warrant opening up. Mm, uh, so there okay. was that. And then I reached out to a venue in Houston and then somewhere along the way, the guy I was talking to no longer worked there and was like, Hey, you got to talk to these people. They didn't even know that he had already pre-booked the show and they booked the date. They were like, we did We didn't know about it. So there goes that day. And then come yeah. and take it. I was like, well, at least I got Saturday and he, uh, he is legend and, and somebody else was coming through and needed that day. And I was just like, man, I was like, you know what? From a business standpoint, I get it. I'm one, you're going to make way more money on that show than my, you know, six local bands. Uh, But I was, I was kind of hurt, but you know, it's, it's a business at the end of the day, it is a passion project and everybody loves to, you know, get their music out there, but it, it also is a business. Like these venues have to make money some way. So Right, right. Uh, I just, I just took the L, chalked it up to life lesson, and uh, just focused all my energy on my end of year. So there you, know, you go. It is what there it is. Go. But, uh, but anyway, man, it's good talking to you, man. Damn, we've been going for a whole hour. Yeah, I didn't even realize. Likewise. Oh wow, I didn't realize that either. It's, I mean, <laughs> between the kids Whoops. and <laughs> no, nah, man, I love it. it's. You know, I always shoot for at least forty-five minutes to an hour. That's. 30 minute, oh, okay. Okay, cool. 30 cool. minute shootouts. Those are for like very targeted stuff. But for me, it's, gotcha. you, know, you kind of get to talking and just, uh, you know, right around an hour. That's good. But cool. But, cool. But yeah, man. Um, I guess I'll keep this one on the back burner until you're ready to fly or, you know, whenever you want me to just throw it out there. 
I mean, whenever, really. Um, okay. I want to, I, sh- I should have this out by the end of the month. Um, that's my personal self deadline. Sure. Um, just to kind of keep my ADD ass in line. <laughs> God. Yeah. We're not, we're not procrastinators. We're prioritizers. Okay. I'm trying to that's right. That's right. prioritize, not procrastinate. But anyway, man, I'll let you, I'll let you get to the children. I actually have to go downstairs and I think we're going to the pool. Not a hundred percent, but, uh, but it's good seeing you, Andy, man. You look well. Yeah, likewise. You, you, you look tired, you but that's a uh, standard dad mode. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Work, working children. That'll do it. That's it. That's it, man. Well, again, good to see you, man. Glad you're doing well. Glad you're healthy and you got your family all in order. And, and, uh, I personally look forward to, to what you got, you know, coming down the pipeline and, and I know myself and everybody else here, uh, uh, is it will, well, anyone that I talk to will be willing to, you know, give up some time and effort to, to get your stuff off the ground, man. Cause I know what it takes as do you. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate that. For sure, for sure, I really do, and I'm I'm glad that you know you're doing good. You've got your podcast, you know, full steam ahead. We're getting there, man. We're getting there. I'm still trying to still trying to crack the algorithm on what the kids like on TikTok, but uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everybody is. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, well, I, man. I, I got this one thing going called Grandpa's Funeral Playlist. I'm not sure why it's Grandpa's Funeral, but um. <laughs> I just figured what is the most ridiculous thing that you can play at a funeral? And I was like, Oh, just some heavy ass music. So if anybody's curious, you can find me at ATX metal podcast on TikTok. Grandpa's funeral playlist is a thing on Spotify. I just built it today and uh, we'll just keep going, man. We'll just, we'll just check in maybe quarterly or something. We'll just keep these going. Yeah. 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 Sounds great. All right, man. We'll take care. I'm going to run downstairs and see what, what's broken. All right, me too. All right, later, Andy. All right, later. All right, bye.